Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Cavan, and I'm here with my co-host, Terrell Thurlgood. What's up, everybody? We want to welcome you to Water Break. Here on our show, we are going to have conversations with each other, as well as with a variety of other guests who are just as involved and as passionate about sports as we are. From professional athletes, to coaches, to college players trying to make it big, to the high school athlete trying to earn that scholarship, and everyone in between. Whether you're a coach, player, or just a fan, we are here to have unique dialogue and perspectives on topics we have thought about, talked about, and are now excited to bring to you. So be sure to stick around, hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're using right now, and get ready to relax and take a water break. Episode one. It's the inaugural episode of our brand new show, Water Break. It's finally here. Something we have been putting together and planning for the past few months, but really these are conversations we've been having for years. Going all the way back to college, right? All of the uh, college days, the road trips that we would have, the uh, times that we were just hanging out, out by the dorms, and uh, of course at our favorite spot, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes, every college student has burned a significant amount of money at Buffalo Wild Wings, and every sports fan has burned a lot of money at Buffalo Wild Wings. (laughs) It's It's like the mecca of for sports fans (laughs) at least some point in your life you got to make the pilgrimage to b-dubs oh for sure to watch a game and uh wait too long in a line for food that sometimes is just okay but (laughs) or or it's too busy you can't even get in yeah absolutely it's like the one time we went to watch the nlcs to watch the dodgers make it to the world series and we (laughs) We had to go to Red Robin. Yeah, definitely, definitely not as good as B-Dubs for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, they have bottomless fries, so yeah, know. bottomless fries, and uh, but that's about it. Yeah, that's true. Well, hey, let's move into our conversations for the day. I'm really excited about the topics uh, that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, and uh, so when we look at the NBA, right, is what we're going to touch on first. And when you look at the landscape of the players in the NBA, you've mm-hmm. got your elite superstars. Yeah. You've got LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi, Giannis, Steph Curry, James Harden. James Harden. The best of the best. Best of the best, right? These guys are franchise changers. These guys are always on the marquee for anything NBA. They mm-hmm. always create a game around those guys. And then you have your all stars, right? Jimmy Butler. Oof. You know, you've got. You know, other players like West, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, definitely. You know, some of, of the good players. But then you have players who should probably be mentioned alongside of those guys. But they don't get the recognition that they deserve. Yeah. From the, the fans and even the media. So our first segment for today is who is the most underrated player in the NBA? Yeah, when we decided to make this our first segment in our first podcast ever... I was pretty excited about this, and so I, I started doing some researching, and there was a few players. Um, there was probably three that I was bouncing back and forth with, but I, I picked one guy. that I'll tell you the other two, and I'm not going to give too much detail about him, um, but one of them was Bradley Beal. Mm. Uh, you know, he didn't make the All-Star game this year, and the dude was averaging 20 point, 28 points buckets. a game. He gets buckets, but he is on a bad team in the Eastern Conference. Which makes sense why he didn't get... Yeah, for sure. So it does make sense. He was super bitter about it. Um, And I I do get because he's putting up great numbers. And a lot of teams are trying to vie for him right now, too. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, So he's one of them. The other one is Drew Holiday. Ooh. Drew, yeah. Yeah, you don't really. You don't. 
when you think of an elite player, Drew Holiday never crosses your mind. He's never. He's. But yeah, I don't even think he's all star level. But think about he's he's made an all star once in his fourth year. Um, but think about how many times you've watched a game against the Pelicans, and it he's so quiet, but he always when you look at the stat sheet, he's always putting up great numbers. Yeah. Um. So he's one of them. But the the guy I really when I when I started thinking about most underrated, this guy. Uh, to me, is the most underrated player in the NBA, and that's C.J. McCollum. Ooh, C.J. Yeah. Okay. I mean, think about okay. playing on one of the best backcourts on one of the top teams in the Western Conference. I mean, obviously, the Western Conference... Um, Very guard-heavy. Yeah, guard-heavy, and is the top conference. Obviously, we know it's superior to the Eastern Conference. Um, but you got some good backcourts. Backcourts. You got Stephen Clay. Um, you have Russ and James. But you have Dame and CJ. I mean, these guys are straight ballers. Um, just just for reference, the past four seasons, CJ has been averaging 22, 21, 21, 23. Those are his point totals. The past four seasons, uh, he's been in the top 20 in points uh, two out of those four years. Um, he's been he's been balling, and we know. Uh, the All-Star Game, when it comes around, 12 teams from each conference make the All-Star Game. 24 players. Um, CJ McCollum has never made an All-Star Game. I mean, do you think, though, see, I, I, I would say because he gets injured often. And so I, that's where I would go with why he doesn't get that get the nod. But, but think about all the, the other players. Think First, think about all the other players who constantly get injured i mean ad has a habit of getting uh has he gets injured all the time constantly and he's always in all and i get guard is different it's very guard heavy in the western conference i do get that but if you look he's had multiple seasons where he's had great seasons where the whole first half before the all-star break he got injured after the all-star break and so thinking of why has this guy not made an all-star game you're telling me that ever the past four seasons there has been 24 players that are better than CJ McCollum. But I guess I'm, you could say 12 because you got the East yeah, and the yeah, West. Yeah, you got him in his conference, but but is he I mean is he better than the other guards in the NBA? I mean, who are you going to put him ahead of? Uh, CJ is ranked in in ESPN, he's ranked the 13 best 13th best player in the NBA by ESPN. Wow, I mean, and again, I know ESPN rating yeah. isn't everything. I'm not saying it is, but y- I'm not. I'm not advocating that every single year C.J. McCollum should have been an All Star. Right. But you're telling me that one of those years, he he did not deserve an All Star bid. It's just. It's hard for me to put him. I know he gets buckets, and I know he's a he's a good player, and and I think he is underrated. But it's also hard for me to put him in the, in the All Star conversation, you know, with other guards like Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Chris Paul, you know, other. Luka Doncic, you know, coming up. Yeah, but that's only one year. I'm talking about the past four years. This guy hasn't made one all-star game, T. If you would have sat back and I would have just, we're not even talking about underrated, and I would have asked you, has C.J. McCollum made an all-star game? What would you have said? I would have, I would have thought maybe he's got one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm advocating. This guy hasn't made an all-star game. And I get the voting, the voting is, is unique. It's the fans... You think because that's the market he's playing in too? Because even his, you know, his teammate in the backcourt, Damian Lillard, he had to like 
petition himself almost, run a campaign to get himself into the All-Star. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think you have to you have to do something spectacular to be in a small market or you have to have a spectacular personality in a small market yeah. to get the recognition that you deserve. Be like so, Giannis. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, Giannis has always, I mean, the past two seasons, he's been um, the leading uh, vote-getter for the East, and so he's been an all-star captain. But you have to do something spectacular if you are in a small market. So I think that has something to do with it. So that also helps to prove the point of he's underrated. Because of the small market he's in, he doesn't get that recognition. So that goes hand in hand with being underrated. Mm. This guy, like you said, you would have thought he had one All-Star game. I, I, I was shocked when I found out CJ had never been to an All-Star game. And yes, I know he's the second best player on the team, but when teams get prepped and ready to play the Trailblazers... He's definitely he's on their scouting report. Yeah, those two dudes, Dame... And CJ. And last year, they were in the conference finals. One of the best teams. Those two guys led them to the conference finals. He's doing this much for his team. Get CJ in the All-Star game. Uh, you make a good point. You make a lot of good points. And I think CJ McCollum is, is very underrated. But there's a player who I'm going to mention mm. that... I believe is the most underrated player. Well, T, I'm not surprised that, <laughs> that you think disagree. that your opinion. No, I'm not surprised that you think your opinion is better than my opinion. What um, a shocker. Episode one. <laughs> T thinks his idea is better than mine. Um, of course, they, they often are. Um, when I when I look at underrated players, I mean, you mentioned, you know, a few a few underrated players. Yeah. Drew Holiday is one. Um, I think of Jamal Murray. Is an underrated player. Oh, he's streaky. You know, man. I, I he, don't. You know, I know he's got beef with the Lakers. Shut up! But stop. What do you mean? But he's an idiot. I, I think he's under. He's one of the. He's a good point guard. I think Mike Conley is an underrated player. Underrated not point this guard. Year. I mean, not this year. He struggled <laughs> this year. He's been real bad. But um, I think in years past. In you years could, past. You could, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. Nick Vucevic is another. He's I mean, got an all star bid. He's an all star, but. I think because he's in the Eastern Conference, yeah. But here's my most underrated player, and it's and it's gonna be a head scratcher for you. It might throw you off, and it might throw the listeners off. You know, this is gonna be a bad one when he has to warn us <laughs> this much about it. But listen, the most underrated player in the NBA is Clay Thompson. <laughs> now. <laughs> I, I was trying to get prepared for it, and then when you said it, I was like, "I'm not taking this dude seriously." When I, the rest of what he says, I'm not. I'm not even going to listen to you, ladies and gentlemen. If you'd like to tune out for the rest of this Clay podcast, Thompson, <laughs> listen here. Clay Thompson is the most underrated player in the NBA. Here's why. Yeah, give us some reasons. We really need some reasons. See, when you think about the best players in the NBA, Clay Thompson doesn't jump to the top of the list. What is best? What are we talking about? Top five? I mean, we're talking top five, top 10, top 15 players. Top 15? I would say he's in my top 15. Would you, say you would think he's in your top 15 players? Yeah, in absolutely. Okay. Well, go back to your, your list, right? The ESPN okay. rankings, where CJ McCollum was the 13th best player in the NBA. Yeah. The same list has Clay Thompson not even in the top 20 players in the NBA. But... Even worse than that, he's not even in the top 30. He's not even in the top 40. Ryan, he's ranked 49th in the NBA. ESPN, the same one you held to, is like, 
CJ McCollum's the 13th. Clay's number 49. Hmm. And it's not just ESPN, right? Bleacher Report has the same thing. Doesn't have him in the as one of the top players. And these are credible writers. These are credible um, media outlets. Yeah. And Clay Thompson isn't ranked as one of the top players in the NBA. And check this. The guy is, for the last seven seasons, has made 200 three-pointers. He's a career 41% three-point shooter. He's one of the best defenders in the NBA. And even the media doesn't even give him, I feel, the, the love and respect that he deserves. But I think, I think the points you're making are all based on the media. The media for the ESPN ranking and for Bleacher Report and the media. But, I mean, the media for, has a play even to into his salary. Like, he didn't even make an all-NBA team last year. Yeah, but to the, to the fan, to the listener... I don't think, I mean, maybe, but unless you're a, a diehard warrior hater, you would say that Klay Thompson is one of the best players in the NBA. Like, first ballot Hall of Famer, for sure, no question. One of the best shooters in the game, probably the second best shooter ever. I mean, I, in my opinion, because the way I view him, I would not view him as underrated. See, I think Klay Thompson, when it's all said and done, he's going to get the Scottie Pippen treatment. Where, when you look at, you know, the when they talk about Michael Jordan is the goat, right? You, some, some people say, well, Michael had Scotty. People go, oh, Scotty was not. Nah, Scotty was not that. You know, all that, right? Especially, especially a lot of the, a lot of the younger, yeah, fans. And I think Clay is going to be the same thing. You know, people are probably Steph Curry's probably not going to be in the goat conversation. But when you talk about maybe great dynasties or franchises of all time. Then you're talking about oh Clay Thompson, you're going, oh Clay, you know he, you know, uh, you know, but he is one of the best shooters in NBA history for sure. And again, I bring up the media; they're 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 also not giving him the respect he deserves. I mean, the guy's only made an All NBA team twice in his career, and it was the third. I mean, team. I'm not arguing your points. I think the media has really, you know, treated him unfairly and not. But him I think the, the media goes into what the fans also perceive as perceived from uh i don't i don't know about that one t i i i think i think the media kind of makes up their mind for themselves in that way i don't i don't think if people started advocating for clay thompson that he's now going to get this recognition that the people do he's he's constantly he's made the all-star game every year for the past what, four or five years? I mean, the fans are getting him in with that vote. He's always in one of the top vote-getters from the fans. So, I mean, maybe to some extent, but I think for the majority of, a, of an NBA fan who understands basketball, you can't deny Klay Thompson's greatness. Well, I mean, the, fa- I mean, the fans obviously picked the starting lineup. For sure. Right, so he's, he's never been a starter. If I'm not mistaken, he's no, never been a star. No, he hasn't. Yeah. So, which means the coaches have to vote for him. So, I think the coaches obviously respect his game. Yeah. The coaches and the fans, I would. Because if you look at the fan vote, he's always in the top. Even though he hasn't made it, he's always in the top. Yeah. I I, I, uh, I, I contend that, that Clay Thompson <laughs> is the most underrated player in the NBA. But you make a good point for CJ. Yeah. I'm, and and I do, I do see the points CJ. about Clay. I think the media, I guess you could even say the media has treated him a little unfairly. And uh, he definitely deserves a lot more respect from the you media. You would say the media favors CJ over Clay, and the fans would favor Clay over over CJ. Mm, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, ESPN does. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think, I don't think any real basketball fan, maybe some uh, from Portland, think that CJ is better than Clay. I mean, I I never advocated that that CJ is better than Clay. I think Clay is a better better player, um, both as a shooter and on the defensive end. Yeah, I think Clay's a better player. So, but you know, I think I think they're both underrated for sure. Um, but I would agree. One's more from the media. One's more from the fan side. Yeah. And speaking of fans and media, you, the Laker fan, your uh, your guy. Well, I don't know if he's your guy. He's before your time. Yeah, a little bit before my time. Magic Johnson is coming out with a new documentary. He is in uh, twenty twenty one. I mean, coming off the heels of the Last Dance. Um, I'm actually looking forward to this one. Um, I'm not. Like I said I'm not. A, I'm not a Laker fan. The opposite, a Laker hater, but. I think Magic Johnson is just a one of the great NBA players who, you know, is obviously on the Mount Rushmore of of basketball greats. For sure. And so I think it'd be cool to take an insight, a look into uh into his career. Yeah, it's definitely gonna bring a lot out, I feel. Um there's gonna be just like with Jordan, some things that we didn't know about him. And, you know, Magic was a competitor, too. So I guarantee there'll be some stuff that will be like, whoa, I, I, I didn't did know. I did not know that about. I didn't know, didn't know that about Magic. Yeah. But I think overall, you know, his character and and uh, just the person he is, I think will be enjoyable to watch in a documentary. Yeah, for sure. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to see uh, the uh, the talk show, uh, the talk show that he used to host. <laughs> I want to see how, yeah, I want to see how that that went behind the scenes. I'm scene. not sure if that will <laughs> make be the, make the in cut. the documentary because I'm sure he will have some say in what gets in and Did, what doesn't. Was Space Jam ever mentioned in The Last Dance? Yeah, I, it, was. it was. It was because they were talking about the pickup games okay. that they had. Yeah, it I was. Just, I don't know why it came to my head, but I was just thinking about like stuff outside of, of MJ's variety. Yeah, so they did, but we'll see what happens. Well, that being said, uh, you and I both picked... Two, hopefully different, uh, two different players that we think will would be good to make a documentary about. Yeah, who should get the next doc? And I don't know what your guys are, so I'll share you mine. I'll share with you mine, and then you can uh, you can share with me yours. Obviously, number one, I'm going with my guy, uh, the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Respect, rest in peace. Absolutely, I think his documentary would be amazing. Just. Not only, obviously, you know, uh, his death at such an early age and the tragedy there, yeah. but also who he was as a player, his upbringing, um, his dad playing overseas, the drama with his family yeah. would make for a good documentary, whether his, uh, his wife Vanessa allows that, but it would definitely make for a good documentary. Um, and then just who he was as a player, the Mamba mentality, the drive to win, uh, the competitiveness, the cockiness of an 18-year-old coming in the NBA. We even saw that on the last dance when they talked about him. Yeah. You know, Michael was I'm saying, right at Mike. yeah, and, and even the players in the locker room he was saying, were saying, this guy at 18, you know, is coming in, he's not going to pass the ball, all this stuff. You yeah. know, he's, uh, he's just a different breed. And so I think he'd make for a really, really good documentary. Yeah, I, that's a documentary that needs to happen i know they uh they uh filmed his last season yeah you know they i i feel did you ever watch the 
I, I want to say it was like Spike Lee, I think did like one of his Sunday afternoon games recorded or they, they, they did like a behind the scenes of, I can't remember which team they were playing. Mm. They played on a Sunday afternoon. They were wearing the white jerseys and they did like almost this mini documentary, this behind the scenes. No, I don't think I saw that. Of the Oh yeah. It was, oh man, it's probably over 10 years old now. I think a documentary of Kobe was coming regardless of what happened. Yeah. Um, I think he would have had a documentary. And he probably would have directed it and it. written it, produced won, it. Won the Oscar for it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it was that was coming anyways, I feel like. But then the second guy is not a not a huge name player, but someone who I think would a documentary would be really cool just because of his life story is Karan Butler. Uh, obviously his Very book, interesting. Yeah, his book Tough Juice. Uh I I haven't read the whole thing. I've skimmed through parts of it. And just reading a lot about his life and his upbringing, being a drug dealer at such a young age, uh, as just a young teenage boy, um, being arrested over 15 times before he turned 15 years old, um, being sentenced to one year uh, in a youth detention center, his background, his story, I just feel like would make for a great documentary and would be just amazing to see someone coming from that situation and not even becoming a great, I mean, becoming a great basketball player is awesome, but how basketball completely changed his life. And now he's an advocate in, uh, in those types of places to, and can be that figure to those young teens who say, I can get out of this life and I can make something I think would be an amazing documentary. And I, I mean, he wrote the book, so I believe that it could definitely happen. Yeah, I that's an interesting choice you went with Karan Butler. I think that's a good story. I don't know if it's the the ten part doc. No, I don't think part, it would be even even a four part. Honestly, I mean, I honestly, I think it would be an ESPN thirty. Yeah, for 30, thirty for thirty, just a film. Yeah. Um, so maybe not a full documentary, but I think would be an amazing story to watch. Yeah, definitely a good story to tell. Yeah. Um. All right, let's look at my list. Okay, how many of them are Spurs? I had a. <laughs> I had a lot of guys who I wanted to go through. Okay. Coming off of the last dance, I wanted to see more of Dennis Rodman. He's a character. I think we both would have watched. We would I think we all would watch. Oh yeah. They could make they could make at least four episodes. He should have like a movie made about he's his like, life. He's like Tiger King. I mean he's <laughs> he he's is. a Joe Exotic of the NBA. <laughs> he is. He is a, a different breed, yeah, bro. He's, this dude's this dude's I mean, and you'll you'll be able to see the roller coaster. Like he was you know, without the colored hair, the tattoos, the craziness, you know, when he was playing, you know, in San Antonio and in, in Detroit. Yeah. And then you'll see the turn in Chicago. It was a very quick turn. Quick turn for Dennis Rodman. I, I he, he was on there. Um, I had Bill Russell. Oof. I activist. Would have been. Yeah. I thought, you know, he, he might be a good documentary. Um, and then I got, you mentioned the Spurs. My honorable mention, Tim Duncan. Um, I think the most boring player to ever play in the NBA. And he see, would, that's, he it, would have a great <laughs> documentary. See, as the fan, you go, well, he's the boring player. But I think he's just the private. He's he's private. He yeah. you know, didn't say much. It would, be it would cool just be see. nonstop footage of, of baby hooks, baby jump hooks. <laughs> just little baby jump hooks over and over and Speaking over again. Speaking of baby jump hooks, I rewatched uh, Game 7 of uh, the 2013 Finals, Spurs versus Heat. And uh, Timmy missed the missed the baby jump hook over Battier to tie the game. Wow! And then uh, LeBron hit the 
hit the shot to go for, which I think I'm, I'm, I'm not an advocate of LeBron for being the goat, but that was probably the most clutch. I, that, that shot was more clutch than MJ's. Yeah. I think, um, over, uh, over Byron Russell, but so Tim Duncan, it'd be cool to see inside the Spurs organization, the Spurs mm-hmm. way. But if I'm going to go, I'm not going with Tim. Here are my two guys. Okay. And you'd be surprised because they are also Lakers. Really? The first guy I want to see is the Diesel. I want to see the Shag Doc. Bro. That, I was <laughs> going to I was going to put it, but I knew you were going to roast me for putting too many like <laughs> like Laker legends, so I was like, ah, because the Lakers Shaq. they they are they're Hollywood. Yeah. And I and the the best stars NBA stars when you talk about the legends of the NBA outside of Michael Jordan the the go the the legends of the NBA come through LA at least some at some Thank point Thank you for admitting that. We appreciate that. Because they got a lot of money. Um <laughs> and what's not to love about Southern California? It's true. We've lived here our whole lives. Um but I want to see the Shaq documentary. I want to see and here's what I want them to do because I don't think because the last dance did not touch a ton on Space Jam. I want to see them go into Shaq's film career. Mm-hmm. I want to see Shazam. I want to see Grown Ups. I want to see uh, Shaq make the transition to uh, the TNT crew. I want to see his Shaq, commercials with the general, the general commercials, <laughs> the icy <laughs> commercials. I want to see Shaq. Um, he's a he's a great character. Yes, he really is. I want to see his his DJing career, his rap career. I want to see the side of the entertainment side of Shaq. When you take a step back, I mean, he has done a lot. He's done a ton. I want to see Shaq as a police officer. I mean, he owns restaurants. He's got he's he's literally got a, a season. Yeah, you can make an, a whole series around what Shaq has done. I want to see. It's true. I want to see the Shaq documentary. All right, that's that's got to come out. And then the other Laker, I want to see Kareem. I knew it. I already, for those of you that obviously no one's watching this, uh, you're just listening to it, but I did do the sky hook before he said it. I knew it was coming. Kareem. Because Kareem, also like Tim Duncan, is the man of mystery, right? Mm-hmm. We, he, he doesn't say a ton even right now that he's, but he's you know, always around at some games and he's just like, seems like the sage, the wise old sage around the NBA where yeah. a lot of guys can talk to him. He's got, he's filled with a lot of wisdom. Um, I want to see the trend, the switch between Lou Alcindor yeah. to Kareem. I, I mean, and, and you talk about his career. I mean, for, I would say a lot of his greatness came when he was older, being the oldest, Definitely. being the oldest player to win MVP finals, MVP and regular season MVP, I think at 38 years old. Um, and uh, and then obviously you mentioned the sky hook, his his personality. We want to find a little bit more about who he was. There's um, a lot there. There's a ton, there's a ton about. I, I want to see the Kareem documentary. I want to go back and look at the legends of the NBA. Yeah, like, especially I know we're talking about the young guys getting to see Michael Jordan. I I want you know guys like us, the millennials, to be able to go back and look at Magic and Kareem and see. Man, what was the NBA like before then? And then plus, plus the new generation. I mean, even you and I, we didn't watch Magic live. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've seen clips and we've watched things about him, and and you know, we we know who he is. But the next generation, uh, even us, we don't. I'm sure appreciate Magic as much as you know those before us did. Yeah. And even now, 
another generation coming, they're not going to appreciate magic at all. I mean, and those guys were the goats before MJ. Yeah, so I think doing a documentary, doing documentaries like that of the greats, uh, will do a lot of good for the NBA. Yeah, and for those players, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Well, those are some good choices. I'm not going to argue with either of those Laker choices. So, of course, <laughs> um, they were purple and gold. Bravo to you, Terrell. <laughs> bravo. Well, hey, we're going to move on to our last segment here, and this is going to be a reoccurring segment that we're going to have on our show called Guess Who. And uh, my buddy Terrell here claims to be a trivia master. I love me some trivia. Yeah, and so it's going to be a reoccurring segment called Guess Who. And uh, we're going to do different mini segments in the game that we're going to play, the trivia segment, Guess Who. And so today's is Who Holds It? So we're going to talk about some records in the NBA. And I want you to tell me who holds this specific record. Let's do it. What do you think, T? You think you're going to do pretty well? I am very confident in myself and my, really? my, my knowledge of NBA facts. And okay, well, obviously, I'm not. I'm not going to ask just simple ones. I'm not going to ask who holds the most you're going, points. You're going deep. Yeah, these are going to the be. A, some of these are going to be a little bit deeper. All right. Uh, so we're going to start off with a little three-point shooting. Who holds the record for most three-point field goals made in a game? Um. Okay, so I remember. I remember watching Ray Allen set the record. He held it. Yep. And then. Uh, Steph dropped 13. Yep. So Ray at 12. Steph at 13. Is it? Did Clay break it? He did. I, Clay I, did that, break I, it. It's starting to, I, I remember. Your most underrated player. It was actually a really cool moment okay. uh, because Steph hold, ha, did hold the record before. You're right, at 13. And then Clay came through, hit 14. And to see Steph's reaction to his teammate breaking his record. Uh, was a good moment for those of us who coach to be able to teach, you know, those young guys like yeah. you you need to support your teammates and you know encourage and be happy with the team success, not just your own personal individual success, but everyone's success as a team. So it was it was a cool teaching moment for sure. So yeah, that's a there good you go. Moment. Good one. Next question here. One down. Who holds the record for most rebounds in a game? Ooh. Um I know Andre Drummond got like had a game where he snagged. It was Andre Drummond. No, 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 no. Come on, bro. This is Andre. way before Andre. Okay. Before Andre, the mailman. No, his dad. Before that, um, before those guys, Bill Russell. No, come on, come on, Bef- bro. Who dominated their era? Like dominated oh, the stilt. Wilt the stilts. Okay. How many did you have? 55 rebounds in 55 a game. 55 rebounds 55 rebounds. Was it the same game he got 100 points? It wasn't the same game, um, but I feel like Wilt um, is like me playing a game against a bunch of second graders <laughs> that era. Like, <laughs> yeah. he was just a man amongst boys. Yeah, they, they stood no chance against him. Yeah, and for those of you that He's don't know who I am, be a... I'm six foot five, <laughs> and so yeah. I'm not a... a uh, I struggle to get rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> so second graders are really going to struggle against me. And uh, that's what uh, all the other NBA players were like playing against. Uh, I might want to see a, a Will Doc. That would be good too. Yeah. One of these one of these days. Next question here, T. What player holds the record for most three-pointers missed in a game? Missed in a game? Oh, yes. um 
I know Steph's had some. I know Steph had like an O for eleven game or something like that. Not Steph. Um. I heard, then the Rockets had like a in the against Ooh. the Warriors had like a O for twenty. The he's giving me the is it the <laughs> is the rock James Harden? It is James Harden. Listen to this, James Harden holds the record for most missed three pointers in a game. Sixteen missed three pointers. Sixteen. Sixteen of them. Listen to this. He's done it six times. <laughs> he's the definition of green light. He is. He is green light. Uh, he's like me playing pickup basketball. I am green light. He's <laughs> not seen a shot he doesn't like. No. he. Uh, but he still gets buckets. That's what I'm saying. He has had those games, but he gets buckets. So yeah. you can't argue with that. Yeah. Can't argue with that. All right. Next question here. We'll do uh, two more questions for you, T. All right. Most consecutive double-digit point games. Most consecutive double-digit point games. So I'm thinking it's got to be a big man. It is not a big man. Okay. Um, then you got to go next level. It's got to be a forward then. Um, yeah. Carl Malone? No. I hesitated with a forward. Because... Is he played? He's deep. He's a guard. I mean, he. He's he's. Oh, so if he's the oh, he's he's one of the goats. Like I said, one, one of one of so it's either Magic or LeBron. LeBron. It is LeBron James. Wow. And wow. this. This uh, record is still active. T. 973 consecutive games, and it's still active. It began January 6th, 2007. 973 games? Yes, he's almost so, getting he to could, the thousand. He could possibly, potentially, if the NBA comes back with no uh, hitches in their plan, yeah, potentially he could, he could get to a thousand. He could, absolutely. Oh. All right, T, last question here. All right, let's do it. Who... Is the youngest player to ever make an appearance in an NBA game? Youngest to make an appearance in an NBA game. Um, okay, so I remember when Tony Parker started playing. I think he was the youngest at the time. But then, if I remember correctly, Andrew Bynum? Ooh, yes, it is Andrew Bynum. Andrew Bynum was 18 years and six days when he Let's first go. debuted for the Los Angeles Lakers. There we go. You got the last one right. Yeah. You did pretty good on that. Thanks. Appreciate Not bad. It. This is a uh, reoccurring segment we're going to have on our show, Guess Who? And uh, you guys can participate as well as we're going to continue to try to school T, a resident trivia champion. Trivia king. That's right. Well, our first episode. Episode one in the books. It's in the books. That was a blast. Had a good time. Yeah, that was fun. Looking forward to episode number two. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Water Break. New episodes are released every Monday, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button to be notified when a new episode is available. As you continue to listen to the podcast, we would love to hear from you. If you'd like to get feedback on the show or you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, send an email to waterbreakpod at gmail.com. Once again, that's waterbreakpod at gmail.com. We'll see you on the next episode of Water Break. Stay hydrated.